Isn't God good? It's, it's good to uh, celebrate who God is and just be in, in God's house. And I'm glad it kind of like, you know, shifted over so there's people over here now. Because when I first came in, it was really funny. I, I was the only one sitting there. And I thought it was like real awkward. There's just more, more Holy Spirit power on this side. So anybody who sits on this side, you're like, yeah, that's, that's where God is on that side. Sorry, everybody over there. But God is good. All the time. And all the time? Amen. So today I'm finishing talking about all in. And so um, I've, I've been talking about uh, being all in with God. And so we talked about what it means to be all in with freedom and, and understanding forgiveness. And then we talked about being all in with the family and, and that we don't want to be distant relatives and just, just show up for the important things. But we want to be, be people who are here and, and active and, and a part of the family of God, an and active, important part, because we are the body of Christ. And if you've ever been a person who has, I don't know, tied a rubber band around your finger or something, it starts to lose feeling. It doesn't feel very good. If we're part of the body, we want to be connected and not start to lose, lose the blood that we talked about, lose the energy, lose the spirit that we talked about. So today I'm talking about, uh, so I'm con- finishing in Galatians chapter 5. So I've looked at Galatians chapter 5 the whole time. And so I'm talking about all in with the spirit. And so we're going to talk about... Um, what it means to be all in with, with the Spirit of the living God, the Holy Spirit. Um, and uh, so we're, we're going to start with Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. And so maybe many of you know this verse. And, and I was thinking about it, and as, as, a, you know, as a young guy who's been in the church for a very long time, um, I don't remember too many messages on the fruits of the Spirit as an adult. I don't really know why, but has anybody ever noticed that we mostly teach the fruits of the Spirit to kids? Yeah, it's weird, huh? So it was just a thought I had, but uh, so we're going to continue talking. So verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature and its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, or envying each other. Amen. Isn't it wonderful that, that we crucified our sinful nature? That, that that old man, that that old man, old woman who, you know, sometimes may r- come back up, we, we, we find that, well, they're crucified, right? Jesus hung on that cross. We did communion and, you know, we celebrated his, his body was broken, his blood was shed. And that old person that sometimes you may feel regret or shame with is no longer your problem. Isn't that amazing? But it takes being all in with the Spirit of God. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Where is the Spirit moving? What is the Spirit doing? We want to keep in step with the Spirit. So I, I, uh, 
So this morning we're going to talk about the, the fruits of the Spirit. We're actually going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit too because the, 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 the Spirit of God is amazing. It, it's, it's amazing, right? Sometimes we, we take this, you know, the Holy Spirit or you know, the Spirit of God and we, we kind of put Him into this idea, this box, and we say, well, this is, this is who He is or you know, this is what He is because that's what some people say. But, but, but the Spirit of God is a person. The Spirit of God is, is real. And if God is limitless and endless and all-powerful, then the Holy Spirit is also limitless, all-powerful, and endless. And the Spirit of God lives inside of each one of us if we've accepted the blood of Christ into our lives. So this morning, I, I'm, I'm going to do a little illustration. And so, so I have these, these jars, and I'm using the, the communion table because uh, it's here and it fits. And so I'm going to be talking about the fruits of the Spirit, as I said. And um, the first one is obviously love, right? Love is important. Love is, is powerful. And, and I find that, um, you know, all of us could probably handle more love. Is that right? Anybody probably could learn to love those around us more, those are neighbors, you know, when, when the neighbor like blows his gr- cut grass clippings into your yard, maybe if you're in that kind of neighborhood or, or your, you know, roommate who's making a mess and you're like, oh goodness, you know, or a person across the ocean who's doing things that we don't really like, that person's our neighbor too, not saying who, but we could all learn to love more And joy. Joy is amazing, right? Joy, joy is a powerful thing where, where when we're having a good time, a bad time, whatever it is, joy helps in all situations. It kind of uplifts and it, and, it, and it puts a smile on people's faces, right? Uh, you know, uh, maybe a physical example of joy is, is that cute little baby who was helping to welcome everybody. Anybody, like, get a smile when Abigail was just, like, helping at the Welcome Center? That was awesome, right? A little bit of joy, right? Um, so there's always more we can, we can grow in because a lot of times it may not be the, the, the place of easily smiling, but we can still have joy in the hard times, you know? So that's another place we can grow in. And then, and then we find peace, right? Peace is amazing. Um, who in here needs more peace in a world full of craziness? Right? Yeah. A lot of us, you know, if you wake up in the middle of the night, it's probably because we're struggling with peace. If you're, if you're struggling to, oh, do I really have to? Maybe it's because of a peace situation. If you're looking at the news, then obviously there's a lot of non-peace going on in, in, in the world. So we could all grow in peace. And then patience. Patience is an important one that as people who've been around anyone else, yeah, we all need more of that. And kindness. Kindness is, uh, is, is, is kind, right? Sometimes it's hard to be kind because, you know, a lot of times we, 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 we come to the place where, where we throw out kindness in, in the excuse of justice or truth, which actually neither of those are in this list. Those are important. But kindness helps us to filter our interactions with people. And goodness. Goodness helps us to 
to, to care for one another, right? We, we, we find that there's so much not good in the world that how can we, how can we grow in showing goodness to people? What are we doing for people that, that helps them, that, that is um, uplifting? And then we find faithfulness. Or, no, gentleness. Did I skip gentleness? I think I did. Nope. It is faithfulness. Faithfulness. Are we being faithful? Are we, are we caring? You know, we, we talked last time about uh, being part of the family. Are we being faithful to the family that God has given us? Are we being faithful to the, the people here? Are we being faithful to God who, who has, you know, done a work in and for us? The Apostle Paul says, While we, even when we're faithless, He is faithful. A lot of times we can get faithless, and we can struggle in that idea of, of moving away or getting self-focused. How can we grow in that? And then gentleness. Gentleness is what it says, right? Are we being gentle? Are we, are we caring for those who are frustrating? Who, when, when, when the peace and the patience come because those people are rubbing us the wrong way, are we being gentle? Are we being kind? And they kind of all flow into each other. And then the last one is self-control. And self-control, obviously, is, um, you know, controlling that wicked old man or wicked old woman who wants to come back and say, you know what? These things don't matter. Let's throw all that out because this is more important. And we sometimes can lose self-control and find ourselves causing chaos. It's amazing though, right? These, so these jars, we're going we're gonna to continue, you know, looking at these jars. And, um, but I, I had a revelation as I was preparing for this, this message. And, and I came to the conclusion that, that these are amazing, but God is the God of balance. Anybody know that God is the God of balance? In the world, right, we, we see extremes. You know, there's this extreme, that extreme. You know, and, and when you start talking about extremes, you, you start talking about things that are not of God. And so I found that, that the fruits of the Spirit, God got kind of revealed to me that these two need to be balanced in your life. If you have too much, it actually may be a problem. If you have not enough, it's also a problem. Now, let me explain that, right? So love, we, we said love is important, right? Love, love cares for people, right? Love, love connects with people. Love helps people, right? Have you ever met somebody who was enabling someone? Maybe that's too much love. When you say, I just love you so much, I just care for you so much, I just, I just, oh, I'm just, oh, my heart breaks for you, this and that. It's because they're struggling to balance love. And maybe that's not exactly love, but when you take this to the extreme of, oh, I have, I have a bazillion, I have all of the love, then you end up maybe enabling someone or letting someone who is in bad behavior kind of continue. Because sometimes love says you need to stop. 
but we find ourselves viewing love as just letting people do whatever. So joy is another important one, right? Joy is important, and if you don't have joy, you need joy because you're going to be a miserable, sad person who nobody wants to be around because you're just Eeyore, right? Eeyore, oh, bother, oh, woe is me, oh, you know, nobody wants to be around that person, right? So you need joy. But if you have too much joy, have you ever been around a person who doesn't acknowledge that bad things are happening? You know, somebody who's like, everything is great, everything is great, and you're slapping them, right? They're just like, they're like literally getting beat up all the time. They're like, no, no, everything is wonderful. Everything, this isn't actually happening. Oh, it's not happening. Joy too extreme can cause people to not understand reality because life is hard. Jesus said, in this world, you will have troubles, trials, bad stuff, whatever your translation might be, right? Jesus promised that. So if you, if you recognize that in the difficulties, right, the Apostle Paul was counted all joy while he was in prison, while he was starving, counted all joy because he recognized that this is real and, and I'm in a situation that's not good, but I recognize that, that the Lord is good, period. And if that's your joy, then great. But sometimes when we're not walking in step with the Spirit, we love on our own, we joy on our own. And when we try to do things like that in our own strength, it becomes too much peace. Everybody needs peace. Everybody needs peace in a chaotic world. But has anybody ever met somebody who you might nickname Matt? As in door Matt? Some people are so pushovers because they're, they, they want peace so bad they avoid possible conflict. And that's not good. Sometimes conflict is important because we can't have a resolution, right? Jesus didn't avoid the cross because he's like, well, I'm the God of peace. I'm the Prince of Peace. That's obviously not peace. He willingly went to the cross. He willingly was beaten. He willingly sacrificed himself, the Prince of Peace, because the Spirit gave him peace in the situation. And he recognized that only through this difficult time, having peace in this difficult time, not avoiding conflict or peace, or conflict or difficulties, can we move forward? Sometimes we take peace and try to do it on our own. We just push things under, sweep everything under the rug because we're trying to avoid problem, because we want peace so bad, but we're not walking in step with the Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to grow these fruits, that we end up avoiding difficult conversations and difficult things, even though the Spirit of God says, you know what, you need to talk to this person, because the situation is not good, and there will be real peace on the other side. Right now is not actual peace. It's amazing. It's difficult. And patience. Patience is great, especially when you have kids. It's important. Have you ever met somebody who, um, what's the word? It's another P word. Procrastinates? Hmm? I used to procrastinate a whole lot in school, right? Um, maybe many of you did too, right? You would be like, well, this is... This is important, but I don't feel like doing it right now. I'm just going to put it off and put it off and put it off because, oh, well, I'm just having patience. Oh. 
But patience can turn into procrastination because, well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just waiting on the Lord because, you know, eventually it'll be fine. I'm just, I'm having patience in God. Maybe God's already said, you're supposed to be over there. You're like, I'm, I'm having patience. A lot of times, again, in our own strength, patience can become procrastination very, very quickly. And kindness. Kindness is very similar to love where we, we need kindness. We need to be kind with one another and, and show kindness. But if we're trying to do it in our own strength, that means enabling people. That means giving, you know, so much to people that, that we, we, we create people who just need us. You ever heard of the idea of victim rescuer that they talk about? Some people are victims. Some people are rescuers. If we're trying to do kindness on our own and we need to grow more in, in the spirit of God with kindness, we become rescuers. And all our whole being is about just fixing someone else or providing for someone else. And we end up making them not be able to grow in the spirit of God too. And goodness I couldn't, God didn't give me something the opposite of goodness, you know, just don't be ridiculous, I guess. I don't know. And if you, if God's speaking to you and there's, an, there's you know, you've gone too far with goodness, then cool. But I believe goodness is, is one of those that's, that's interesting because have you ever heard of stories about people who don't know God at all and they're just real nice to people, they're real good to people? They, they, they set up foundations and they do this and that and it just benefits a whole lot of people. I feel like goodness is amazing because we can do a lot of it on our own, but there's so much more, right? You also hear about those same people who are, you know, benefiting the world, but also their lives are in shambles. Sometimes goodness, maybe that's what it is, goodness can take from us, take from your, yourself, and you can give it to somebody else, and then the goodness of God is no longer in you. But I didn't, I, God didn't really share too much with me about that one. But faithfulness. Faithfulness is, is important, right? If we're the family of God, we need to be faithful. We need to be faithful to, to Christ. But, you, you know, if you're trying to do faithfulness on your own, it's called stubbornness. You ever thought of that? Faithfulness gone too far and done on your own strength is just stubbornness. It's like, well, yes, okay, you're, you're holding on tight, right? It's that, it's that bulldog bite down mentality where you're like, ah, okay. And, and, you know, there are certain things that we never want to let go of, like the cross of Christ. But we can, if we're doing it on our own strength and not allowing the Holy Spirit to grow these things in us, and maybe we're struggling with these. Maybe we've tried to do a lot of these on our own strength, but, you know, the Holy Spirit wants to help us to live by the Spirit and keep in step with the Spirit, not just do our own thing. And gentleness. Gentleness, again, is, is an interesting one, and maybe this one is, you know, um, maybe easier for ladies than men. But I believe gentleness is one of those that, that we, we, 
we help each other, we're, we're kind to, you know, we're kind, we're compassionate to each other. It's that love in action, but it can go too far where we are, again, avoiding situations, we're enabling people, we're, we're, we're not doing what God has actually called us to do because we're too gentle sometimes. Now, I'm not saying to be harsh with people, but the Spirit of God wants us to have a good balance of not going too far in this idea of, of well, if we all just snuggle and cuddle, then everything will be fine because that's not how the world works sometimes, right? And we know that because we, you know, we see a lot of situations in, in you know, wars and things like that. We see the Old Testament is not a very gentle kind of era gentle kind of time. But we need to recognize that gentleness is very important, but we can take it too far in avoiding the situations. And self-control is another really good one. Self-control, we find that, that God helps us to, you know, do it on our own strength. But self-control is, is one of those that when we start doing it on our own strength, it's just kind of impossible. Has anybody ever, like, thought about a pink elephant when I told you not to think about a pink elephant? Who here is thinking about a pink elephant? Right? Or whatever I say, you know, so, so when we come to the place of self-control, we say, okay, self-control is actually kind of an oxymoron because it's actually not self-control, it's God-control. Does that make sense? Not that we're giving, we're, we're giving up control because self can't. God can. When, when our thoughts, our emotions, our, our problems, the, the, the people in our lives who are, who are out of control, the things that are out of control, it's not that we're just fixing the thing and, and, and if I just do this enough, then it'll be fixed. It's letting go. Self-control is kind of the opposite of what it sounds like. It's actually letting go of control. Because it sounds like if you have enough control, then you'll be great. But the Spirit of God says, let go of control, and that's when yourself will be in control. So I found it amazing. I had never thought about that idea that, that when we are trying to, I'm going to say grow fruits, right? Because, you know, talk about he is the, the vine and we are the branches. We can do nothing without him in, in John 15. If we're trying to do the fruits or, or show the fruits or work for our salvation and we're not keeping in step with the Spirit, we end up very often going too far. We find ourselves in these places and maybe you know some people who have have some struggles with some of these things. Maybe you are a person who has some struggles with these things and you're thinking, wow, yeah, I... I do ignore, I do try to sweep things under the rug, and I don't, I don't allow myself to talk about these things because I'm trying so hard to have this. I'm, I'm trying so hard to have that. I'm trying so hard to have that. I'm trying so hard to have that. It's amazing because the Holy Spirit... Have you ever seen tomatoes grow? You ever had a garden with tomatoes? How hard did that branch push out that tomato to make it pop like that? 
That's a silly question, right? Because it just grows because it's just connected. Because the, the life of the plant is in it. That's how the Spirit of God works. As we, as we allow God to just fill us, as we allow God to just be in us. In 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18, it says, now the, Spirit of the, where, now the Spirit of the Lord, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We sang that song. And we all who with unveiled faces um, complement the Lord's glory and being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is Spirit. When we, when we say that, okay, if we're actually all in with the Spirit, we want to walk in step with the Spirit, not just, okay, well, I, you know, I have, I have some of the Holy Spirit because I, I know that, you know, the, the, way that, the way that Jesus taught is that if we, if we accept Christ, if we accept Him and His sacrifice into our hearts, then, then, then the Holy Spirit is in us. I believe there's more to that than we realize. And yes, the, the fruits of the Spirit, the, we have the ability, everyone who is a Christian has the ability to allow the Spirit of God to grow in these things in them. But I believe there's more to it than that. In Matthew three nineteen. Uh, John the Baptist is there, and, and so, so people are asking him questions, right? The Pharisees are asking him questions, and, the, and the, they ask him, like, you know, why are you baptizing people, right? He says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He's talking about Jesus, right? I believe the, the, that, that when we're baptized for repentance, when, when, when we allow the Lord to come into our lives, then, then the, the fruits begin to grow. But often, you know, as, as I've mentioned before with freedom and, and, and works, we, we kind of hang in this balance. And, and one says, you've got to do it on your own. And the other one says, just allow the Lord to do it. And, and, and it's a difficult struggle that we... We can often, well, look, God is moving in this one, but I'm trying to do this one, and God is moving in this one, but I'm trying to do that one, and I'm, oh man, this is, and it's this struggle because why are there so many of them? But the Spirit of God gives you the ability to have all of them growing and flowing in and through you all the time. That might not always be easy. So John the Baptist said that, that Jesus would come and he would baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And I believe that, that today we get the opportunity to experience that Holy Spirit and that fire. Because in Acts 19 verse 1 it says, While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul took a road through the inner uh, interior and arrived in Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No. We have not even heard that there was a Holy Spirit. So these people in Ephesus, right, the Ephesians, it's the next book. If, you, if, you're op if your Bible is open, you'd probably see Ephesians right there, right? The people in Ephesus didn't even realize that the Holy Spirit was the one who should be 
moving through them and growing the fruits of the Spirit and the, bringing them life. So Paul asked, then what baptism were you ba- did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said John's baptism was, bapti- was baptism in repentance. He told the people to believe on the one coming after him, that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. They were, there were 12 in all. It's amazing. There was something more. There's something more when we, when we allow ourselves to walk in step with the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit just come. The fruits of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit just come come. It's amazing, but it takes allowing ourselves to let Him be in control. It kind of starts with this one, even though it's the last one. Do we want God to have full control or ability or access in our lives? Or do we want it on our own? Because a lot of times it's easy to be a, be a enabler, a pushover, you know, an avoider, a a procrastinator, people like that, right? It's easy to do that because it's probably worked for a long time. Or has it? And then we we see that that the Apostle Paul even goes, goes further in 1 Corinthians when he's talking about the Holy Spirit and he talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He says, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, um, somehow and or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one speaking, no one can say Jesus is Lord except through the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. Different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. These are the common good and the gifts of the common good. And the gifts are, to one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another miraculous powers, and to another prophecy, to another uh, distinguishing between spirits to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. All these are worked, work of the one and same Spirit. He distributes each to one just as he determines. And then he goes on in chapter 14, uh, verse 1. It says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the, gi- the, the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. It's amazing, right? So he's talking about all these things, right? There's gifts of the Spirit, there's fruits of the Spirit. And so, you know, people like, talk about them differently, but in reality, it's the Holy Spirit that's working inside of you. We need to do things, right? In two weeks, we're going to have the, the um, serve day, serve Sunday, and that's what we can do. 
but it's only through the Holy Spirit that anyone will come and hear what we might be saying or what we may be doing. It says, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except through the Holy Spirit. Are we allowing ourselves to, to say to the Holy Spirit that I, I need more of these, but I'm trying to do it on my own. I, I'm, I'm having a hard time with these because I'm, I'm working at it so hard, right? And James talks about faith and works, but, you know, faith without works is dead. But it's a, it, the works that he's talking about is physical works helping each other. It's not about the, 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 the fruit behind it, the ability behind it, like, um, right, goodness. We can all be good to one another. There's lots of terribly evil people who are good to someone else. But in reality, there is not substance behind it. Because the fruit of goodness, the fruit of the Spirit is not there with them. So just because we're good to someone does not mean that we're allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and walking in step with the Spirit with what He's saying to do. What we're going to do is uh, have the worship team come up. So today's message was a little shorter. And so what we're going to do is we're going to close in singing and have some time of prayer. But before we do that, everybody has a little pen and piece of paper probably on your seat or near you. And what, what I want to encourage you this morning is as they, as they begin to, to pray, I want to ask you, are you walking in step with the Spirit? Are you, are you allowing yourself to be emptied? And instead of trying to have full control and have self-control at your hardest, but you're, you're allowing God to bear much fruit in you, just like that tomato. Are we trying real, real hard to produce that tomato, or are we just allowing the life of Christ to flow through us? And that fruit is grown. So as they start playing, we're, we're going to sing a couple songs, so we're going to have some time, and I want you to sing along and worship, or, or just allow the Holy Spirit to minister you, to you, but if you would write down on your piece of paper, if you feel led to write down on your piece of paper one of these, that maybe you add, that you want God to build up or change the way you're doing it because maybe you're maybe you're one of these and you're like well I've got a lot of I've got a lot of patience but it really is just kind of manifesting in I ignore things I don't do them help me in that area if you'd write that down and, and you feel led as we're singing we're all going to have some time you put those in there and I would love to pray with you and uh, if you have never received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, just like the Apostle Paul said, well then, let's pray for that. And I want to pray that, that the Lord would baptize you, that Jesus would baptize you into the Holy Spirit. Okay? Or if you've never spoken in a, in a prayer language or speaking in tongues, I'd love to pray for you for that too. And we're just going to have some time of worship and prayer this morning. So, if you've written something down, just pray as you ask God to change your heart, change your perspective. 
Because this isn't a lesson for kids. This is a lesson for people. All people. And maybe we've had a hard time with them. Maybe you felt wonderful with all of them. But you just say, God, thank you. Thank you that all of these have been amazing. But you, but you want to see more of the gifts of the Spirit. Because if these aren't in line and these aren't going well, we're not going to see the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. But those amazing things, healings, prophecies. We need to start here so that the Holy Spirit is the one who moves through us. Why don't you bow your heads? I'm going to pray, and then I'm, I'll be right here if you'd like to pray. And if, if not, or if you write something down, go ahead and bring it up and put it up here. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your spirit that, that, that gives real life and real freedom. Thank you, Lord God, that we can come boldly into your, your kingdom, Lord God, and we can, we can experience you more. Thank you for, for the gifts of the spirit and the fruits of the spirit that, that we get to have access to. I ask, Lord God, that everyone here is, is built up, Lord Jesus. Everyone here is, is encouraged. I thank you, Lord God, that, that your spirit is moving in this church, in this community, in this family, Lord God. Your spirit is alive and moving. Thank you, Lord God, that as we grow in, in the fruits of the spirit, in the gifts of the spirit, Lord God, you will, you will grow us as people and, and we, will, we will have something new and fresh coming through us, Lord God, because we want to be willing vessels, willing jars for you to pour out your goodness into us, your mercy into us. Thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen.